This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by... Video Games Monthly. You may have heard us talk about this one, but you have to check out Video Games Monthly. They're a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door, and you never have to send them back. VGM is a must for gamers who love retro video games and are trying to build or rebuild their collection. Every month they send out a variety of games, both well-known retro favorites to the unique ones, to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Video Games Monthly offers boxes of 3, 4, or even 10 games for any combination of NES, SNES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for your monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. It's a happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, but I will no. take it. Right. <laughs> and, of course, as always, we're glad to have our good friends here from the Lakeland Zombie Fest. If everybody would have you go around the table and introduce yourself real quick. Oh, hang on a minute, because <laughs> Berto needs another beer. So it is time for the Deuce salute. Hang on one second. Oh, we got a rapid fire that time. That was pretty good, brother. And I got your favorite Modelo, so I figured you'd be a pretty happy man. Thank you from last time. I, I enjoyed my, it. My salute was a little premature. That's a, that's a, that's a common problem. They got medication my, for that. My, my premature salute. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Umberto from the Lakeland Zombie Fest, and I'm happy to be here. All right. And who are your two lovely friends you brought with you this time? Lovely friends. Uh, well, Frank, I'll let you introduce yourself. My name is Frank Perez. I'm from S5. Consulting, uh, we do safety, security, surviving, and a lot of good stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> a lot of that good that stuff. actually makes more sense now that he was showing me guns in my kitchen like 30 minutes earlier. It's yeah. like, oh, it's because he's the security guy. We're okay. All, all I just safe. thought he was like, hey, Deuce, want to see my gun? <laughs> like, it, it wasn't <laughs> like that. It was just like, that's what he carries around for work. <laughs> that makes more sense. I am Romy, and I do pretty much everything. I am a director, photographer, uh, love cosplay, I go to conventions, and uh, I try to promote all of that as much as possible. So that's basically what I do. Which, actually, i got to give you, before we get to our next guest, big props on your Bad Blood video you just got oh, thank done with. You. That thank you. has been blowing up my Facebook feed like crazy. I, we, we tried very hard. It was a beautiful, rainy Florida day when we did it. And uh, when it stopped raining, all the trees and everything had little bits of water just trickling down. Yeah. I mean, literally, the scene just made itself. It was great. Well, that's awesome. And it's good that it worked out for you. And, of course, we got the man himself who introed the episode today. Andrew, what's going on, brother? Not a whole lot. Happy to be here. My uh, first time here with the uh, with the podcast thing and the microphones and the <laughs> talking into the thing and the you know, beer. well, it's your first time at Casa de Deuce, so uh, glad to have you out, man. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the pizza and the beer. Uh, I was told there would be some pie. <laughs> pie? Uh, there yes. may be ice cream. All that right. I might right. be ice able cream, to get up with. It. Or cookies. <laughs> I actually, I might have some apple pie moonshine. I don't know if that'll work in a pinch. <laughs> that, that, that may work. <laughs> that will work. So, Humberto and Andrew, I want to ask you both 
what is new and going on with the Lakeland Zombie Fest? Because it's it's blown on my page. People are coming to me. I guess I've become your new goodwill ambassador because I will get like private message all day on Facebook, like, "Hey, what day is it? How much is it going to be this year?" You know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, "You can read, right? They got a web page." Like, Absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of good stuff. And from our last episode that we were on with you, um, we explained a little bit about what we were had coming. But um, we're 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 pleased to explain a little bit more and make it more clear um, as to all the new things we're, we're having this year. So, Andrew, go ahead. Let them. Uh, first, we'll, we'll kind of – a lot of people were a little um, apprehensive about the move. They're like, why are you moving from downtown? We love downtown. Well, we love downtown too, but uh, downtown's got a lot of, uh, a lot of issues. We, we basically outgrew downtown because they just were not ready for how much everybody loved Zombie Fest and came out and supported it. Um, so we ran into some problems with uh, – you know, street closures, you couldn't close the streets until a certain time, and then once you closed the streets off, you had to get the cars that were already parked there, had to get them out of the way. And then once the cars were out, you had to get your vendors set up within, like, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes, something like that, before the crowds came pressing in. You didn't have any way to keep the crowds out. Uh, power was lackluster at best. You had power on the east side of the park, and then you had some of the street lights that you could plug into, but you couldn't plug into them until they turned on at 7 o'clock. Right. Uh, handicap access was non-existent. Uh, very, very crowded, very congested. Hard to get anybody through if you had like a police officer that had to get from one side to the other or a paramedic. It was, it was, it was a nightmare. Um, you know, the haunts that we had set up in the alleyways were kind of hard to find. They didn't have any power to work with, and they couldn't start setting up all their stuff until like first thing in the morning. And they had to wait for the uh, the garbage trucks to go through and empty those those nice dumpsters in the alleyways before they could start. Yeah. Uh, so, so with the move. We've got more room, first of all, uh, free parking, ample, ample parking, plenty of power. Uh, we can actually start earlier and run later. So we're running from 2 till midnight on Saturday. And we've got the opportunity to uh, to do a second day. So we're going to have a little special VIP type thing on Friday night. Nice. Now, that is something I definitely want to talk to you guys about because a lot of people have been asking me about it. I'm excited about the VIP night. I think that that's the most brilliant idea ever just because it's going to be an adult-only night. So with it being 18-plus, you know, Budweiser is a sponsor with you guys now, so you know the beers will be flowing. I just think it will be nice to kind of have an adult night there. Not that I mind kids or anything like that, but I, after about four Budweiser's, I may not be the most kid-friendly person in the world. So, you know, it's kind of nice to let your hair down and be able to have a – uh, a good time and not worry about little ears, you know. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, we are too. It's it's definitely exper an experiment. We're gonna have to see how it how it kind of plays out. But you know, we want to have people in there. We've got the opportunity to do it, so we want to go for it and make it happen and see what uh, see how it turns out. But you're right. I mean, we're not gonna have any of the bounce houses set up. The uh, the haunts are gonna are gonna open early. So if you are somebody that comes to Zombie Fest and you got your kids and you wanted to be able to to break away and go through the haunts. But you you don't want to to lug little Johnny through, um, you know you can you can definitely do it. Well, that's awesome, and I think that's actually that's something I didn't even think about. But that that's perfect because you're right. When you've got little kids, I mean they can't do the bounce houses. Like you know, if I got my six year old, I don't want to have to pay for that therapy bill because you know I decided to take him through the bounce house. But since you can go on Friday night, you can go through the scare zone. That's that's genius. Yeah, yep. the name of the theme is uh, uh, Noche de los Muertos. 
which is basically associated kind of like with the whole candy skull right. um, theme, and um, it give a lot of people a chance to come down and get painted up. Yeah, <coughs> it uh, it translates to Night of the Dead because we're we're that original, and it sounds better when Humberto says it. Yeah, so like he really put the extra stank on it. Like really I appreciate, like he yeah. enunciated it really good. Muertos. Yeah, like I mean <laughs> that that's perfect. That's exactly how you want to do it every time. So we're uh, uh, expecting, you know, to come out there with some makeup artists. You know, we have a good time. A lot of people can come out and uh, either already come made up or we'll have some makeup artists there to, to do you up and, uh, and get some st- cool stuff going. Yeah, everything, awesome. everything ties together pretty well with the uh, – you might have seen the new ducks that we've got that we've been putting out that kind of tie in to everything. Uh, Bernie Little and Budweiser are bringing out some Occulto beer, which has been aged in uh, tequila barrels. So, yeah. So there's there's that. I mean, everything's kind of coming together, and we're we're pretty happy about it. Well, actually, I just think it's awesome that, and I, I don't want to pull the curtain back too far, but the Budweiser wanted to get on board because you know when when Bernie Little starts knocking on your door, in my book, you made it. So you know. Maybe because I'm a raging alcoholic and I drink mostly Budweiser products. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just like, man, if Bernie Little Cubs is like, hey, I want to be a part of what you're doing, to me, that's like, that's a big stamp and seal of approval right there. Well, we've got, uh, you know, there's there's a few pluses and, and minuses when it comes to the move to Sun and Phone. One of them is you don't have the brick-and-mortar businesses that are around the downtown area that might normally benefit from it. So you don't have all the bars that, that are there that people can walk into. Right. Um, you know, so we, we definitely had to have an alcohol vendor out there. You know, you don't have the you don't have the bathroom, so we've got to we've got to quadruple our, our porta potty expense this year. But this, you know, it's all it's all part of it. That's what you need to sell right there. I can tell you right now, million dollar idea. I give it to you for free. VIP porta potties, and you buy a special pass just to use the VIP porta potties and have them like nicer. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. If you're like, look, you pay me ten bucks, you get a badge, and you can use these VIP porta potties. I will do that because I am all about having a clean place to yeah. to do my business. So. <laughs> that might be a money-making idea you can steal right there. You can even have volunteers inside handing mints out. Uh, yeah, handing yeah. mints. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to fit somebody inside there to spritz the cologne on you when you get done. You know. Well, it's but. nuts. I went to the airport, actually, the other day to pick some people up, and they've got a uh, – it's not even a port drawn It's like a trailer, and it's got AC and yeah, a radio, yeah. and it's got like three urinals and two stalls yeah, and yeah. a sink, and I'm like – Dude, I'd pay ten bucks if you said, "Okay, you get to use that nice trailer over there, not the little blue, you know, yeah. the, you see at the construction site, porta crapper." So yeah, yeah, they use those a lot with the, when when they're doing construction on Walmart, they'll set it out. Oh like yeah, it's like a trailer. Yeah, going, but it's it's actually nice. Yeah, it's super nice, and it's got running water and everything. So I don't know, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Running water. But but then people are going to p- complain that they're paying ten dollars to use a shitter. And you're like, no, this is a VIP shitter. This isn't the regular shitter. Your five dollars gets you the regular shitter. So because God knows, I just love watching a good flame war. So yeah, yeah. We'll just send them all to you anyways. You're our customer. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm your new goodwill ambassador. I kind of feel like Hulk Hogan before he got fired. Like I'm just going out there like, hey everybody, what's going on? <laughs> like I work with Lincoln Zombie Fest. So. But uh, for your for, for the five dollars you're getting, you know, music, you're getting forums, you're getting costume contests, you're getting a lot of activity. Yeah. And, and most, I mean, nowadays with five dollars, you can't even get lunch. No. You know, for to to get in, and it's actually ten and under is free. Yeah. So ten and under free. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, I mean, if you think about it, still it, makes it affordable for a family, yeah. even if you got a family of four. I mean, one of the kids is probably going to be ten or under, so. Yeah. You're looking yeah. at fifteen bucks. You can't even take a family of four to the movies for fifteen bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And we've been actually asking some of the businesses that, that want to be a part of it but don't really have the funds to do a full-on sponsorship. We're actually asking some of those people reaching out to um, go ahead and buy some tickets. And what we're going to do is we're going to give those tickets away in that business's name. So that way that business gets some, some, some feel-good feelings and uh, gets, a little, gets a little boost to their promotion. And we still are able to help some people out that maybe, maybe those people don't, you know, they're genuinely concerned about them. You know, you've got a family of, uh, a family of five or whatever, and your kids are actually over 10. Not that we're checking IDs on 10-year-olds, by the way. Um, yeah. If your kid's 16 and you say he's 10, hey. Uh, yeah, we're whatever, just going to roll you know, with it. We're going to roll with it. Uh, He's 32, don't worry. Yeah. He yeah. looks like yeah. he's 10. Yeah. I know he needs to shave, and he's carrying around a Budweiser, <laughs> but, like, I'm telling you, he's under 10. And he's got a couple kids with him, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's the first thing people listening to the podcast are going to do. That's what you're doing. You're all under 10, and we're going to rich all in here. So I can see that going down, like, right now as we speak. Well, Andrew, how could, like, a business, like, say mine – Say, you know, hey, I don't want to be a full-on sponsor, but I want to give you 200 bucks so you can buy tickets in my name and put my logo on the ticket. How do they get a hold of you to do something like that? Uh, they can get us through the Facebook page, through the, uh, the Zombie Fest page, through the website, whatever. Just send us a message. Basically, let us know what you want to do. Um, you can send us a check, and we'll buy the tickets, and we will just – have them given away in in your name and whether it's a an at the gate kind of thing or whether it's uh as you know as needed online something ahead of time some sort of uh we'll make a promotion out of it and we'll, we'll get you some get you some exposure and another question say if the business wanted to buy the tickets says it look we want to buy the tickets but we want to give them out themselves would they be able to do that as well oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah. that's so like look i just want to buy 40 they tickets can, and give them out to my clients they or whatever totally do that yeah awesome well that is a great way for people that may just be like, look, I don't, I just don't have the money advertising wise to become a full on sponsor of Lakeland Zombie Fest. That might be a, a good option for them. And if they do want to become a full on sponsor, I know you've got a bunch of different sponsorship packages and different levels, and they can get a hold of you guys. I'm guessing the same way through the Facebook page. Yeah, through yes. Facebook, through the website, we've got a uh, got a contact button on the website, and it goes right to everybody's email, and and somebody will will get it probably within like. 15 seconds of you sending it somebody will be will be reading it so well that's the one thing i've got to say everybody i've talked to so far has said that you guys have been the easiest to work with and the easiest to get in contact with because everybody has said that you are very on the ball when it comes to getting a response back to people and i think that's key especially now that facebook's got that thing on there do you see they actually time you yeah Yeah, it's like yeah it's a it's a pain in the ass because it's like if if it's if it's over five minutes it clocks you and the thing is because we found this out the hard way you have to have the last word for it to count as a response so even if like they're like somebody gives you the little thumbs thumbs up up, you gotta go thumbs up back or cool or something because if they thumbs you up they count that as them sending you something uh, and you not respond. responding oh, back because right. we found that out because we were at like perfect and then we hit like real high and i'm like what the fuck and then i looked and somebody had like done thumbed us up and we didn't write it back so what's so, a bad number i didn't i don't even know how it works. i think it goes in intervals of five it's like five ten fifteen i think ours hit but, like but nobody nobody sees that unless it's like a hundred percent and they're like oh yeah. look these people are quick to respond but otherwise it just it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't matter really it's register. kind of like it's kind of like getting bad service at an applebee's you just <laughs> you're like eh, yeah they'll get here whenever yeah well <laughs> that works, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I think I think we dropped down to like fifty percent, but guys, like you were saying, we didn't like get the last word into a couple of people or something, and, yeah. and it kind of was like, oh, that's kind of uh, what? Ugh. Yeah, exactly. It, because it, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Like, if they send me a thumbs up, I don't want to be like thumbs up back or like 
cool or you know like you don't want to be the cheese monster and you kind of got to be the cheese monster it's like yeah totally brother all i saw was at the top where it says seven minutes response time yeah it's it's all based on yeah because we do a lot of our marketing through facebook and twitter and like that's the thing i've noticed on facebook because man facebook's getting crazy lately i just i just have it set up to respond with an inappropriate picture it's just it's an automatic thing so you know don't be don't be surprised just it's just it's just our way of keeping the like johnny cash flipping the bird or something just automatic so yeah (laughs) well that's the way to do it well what else new and exciting do you guys have this year that's coming to the the lakeland zombie fest new that this year because you are at the new location you're at uh, the sun and fun. Um, what all do you got this year to people make people want to go out and see it? Well, we're trying to go bigger and better every year. At the very least, better. We don't have to get bigger. It just works out that way. But uh, some of the stuff we wanted to do downtown that we just didn't have the space for, uh, we're looking at having some paintball action going wow, on. Wow, like a zombie-themed paintball. That would be yeah, excellent. Yeah, we're working on some uh, some extra stuff for the kids. There might be might be some laser tag going on there might be the uh the guys doing the simunitions hypothetically maybe if you know now what is a simunition i've never uh, heard of simunitions where they actually take all right this is going to sound really really scary <laughs> to some of you people that that don't really haven't heard of it because we had some people freak out last year because they were going to come out but simunitions is the stuff they use to train SWAT so right? it's like fake so rounds basically it's, yeah it's real real guns but it's a low velocity round that's kind of like a, like a rubber bullet well they describe it as being soap I guess it's yeah. got such a light a light velocity to it and our security guy could probably explain it better yeah. than I can but you know it, it's basically it does it's not going to travel very far and it's something that you would have protective padding on but it's not as loud but it still gives you the opportunity if you want to shoot a machine gun at zombie fest with uh simunitions you may have that opportunity coming up October 17th well that sounds really cool because to to have the gun actually fire and you hear the bang and the because don't get me wrong, I love paintball as much as the next guy, but there is not the same feels when you're firing off a live round. Yeah. You, it, it, but it sounds like with this, you get the opportunity to do that yeah. in a safe environment, and yeah. I think that's neat. It's a conversion kit that they that they uh, uh, install into mm-hmm. the real gun. So, for example, the one I saw at the at the place, they had a uh, MP5. Right. But then the the mechanics inside the MP5, they, they swap out. Yeah. For the simulations, loader. so the guts of yeah. the inside of the gun, they basically <coughs> take out and put in a different set of guts, yeah. so they can put these soap rounds right. through but it. But you're actually using the the actual gun frame and everything. Yeah. Um, you get the the same feel of shooting a gun, the same sound, and everything is basically there. It's just that you're not really shooting an, an actual lead projectile. Yeah. And then uh, I'm guessing because you're saying somebody will be in a vest. I'm guessing you could do it. Almost like paintball, right? Yeah, Where it people yeah, versus people, they, they or do you I think, think what they were what they were shooting towards, no pun intended, was yeah. uh, <laughs> to have some kind of a have some kind of a range and have somebody maybe downrange, have everything kind of contained. Uh, so you just step up to the table. You would have an instructor that's with you. It'd be a very one-on-one kind of thing. So we don't have a whole lot of people just running willy-nilly with MP5s through Zombie Fest. Yeah, shooting, just popping, shooting yeah. soap bullets and everything. They yeah. No, nah, because yeah. I'm thinking uh, Budweiser plus Polk County Rednecks plus MP5s with soap rounds equals disaster. That's, no, it's like, no. this it's was the greatest zombie fest ever. <laughs> Fortunately, it was the last, but uh, we had a good time. That's a, that's a totally different convention we got planned. That's, uh, that's in the works. <laughs> well, I, I'm excited because I think that sounds amazing because, like I was saying, you know, n- nothing – 
nothing is going to recreate the feel of a live gun like a live gun and and having it with soap bullets and having it in a, in con, a controlled environment with a shooting range and having it like you said one-on-one so it's just you know i think that that's a really stellar thing yeah to and it's it's all theoretical at this point it depends on whether or not we can actually get everything kind of set up because with nothing is nothing is set in stone yet when it comes to that but it's just mm-hmm. it's just an idea we've been working on so if that's something that you you really really want to do then maybe you know let us know and and uh let's uh Let's make sure we, we make that happen. Yeah. This is the one time I think I'll ever say it. I'm glad I don't do your insurance. Because <laughs> I'd hate to be on that call. Yeah, we're going to have this gun, and it's going to shoot soap rounds, but we're we're going to shoot at a person, but he's like a trained person in a SWAT outfit. I'd be like, no, hell no. Well, I mean, it probably it's under the same guidelines as, as paintball. Yeah. Because you know, paintballs actually – are more dangerous than oh yeah because you're you're shooting some of these paintball guns are shooting at super high velocities oh yeah you know and, and, not, and not ours not ours no, not ours, ours yeah, no, yeah. super low you can you know hop them down so that uh, you, yeah you don't get the the, the the super velocity but um, in some areas like tournaments you know like paintball yeah. tournaments it's just that, you know you're out there shooting everybody somebody doesn't wear a mask and gets a paintball to an eyeball yeah, that eyeball is gone <laughs> yeah. so no I'm I'm right there with you but it man it sounds like a lot of fun. What what are you doing with the cosplayers this year? Because I know normally you, the, Zombie Fest from the Jump Street had a big cosplay following, and it was the first, like the first go around, like the first time you did it, and cosplayers came out in droves. So are you doing anything special, like a costume contest or anything like that this year? We are. Um, last year we we held the costume contest, and it was primarily everybody was a zombie on there on 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 stage. Um, we want to open it up, um, open it more towards cosplay that you don't have to dress as a zombie if you don't right. want to. You can. Most people come out as Batman's zombie or Spider-Man yeah. zombie, and that's all gravy and good, um, but it, it, we want to let people know that it's also open for whatever cosplay. Yeah, it's open you, season yeah, for whatever cosplay exactly. you want to do. If you want to come just as Batman, Batman, you don't yeah. have to be zombied out Batman. Just come as Batman exactly. or Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah, yeah we're, we're very much like a, a Halloween kind of kind of event so you know if your kid comes in and wants to be aerial or whatever then that's fine it's still a costume yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's it's whatever it's all good and we're we're kind of evolving so i mean as we as we go we may kind of bring in more stuff than zombies and still be zombie fest but you know i mean it's it is what it is we'll have to see yeah because yeah. i mean this thing every year keeps growing and, and it's something i wanted to kind of circle back to I'm so amazed at what you guys were able to pull off downtown and to be able to pull it off that many times and it keep getting bigger and bigger. The fact that it took this long to get the Sun and Fun to me is just amazing and mind-boggling because of the logistics you had to go through to get everything to work downtown. And and then thank you to downtown Lakeland and all the businesses that kind of like helped out and, you know, really were supportive of everything. And I'm hoping some of them will follow you guys out to Sun and Fun. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, as to I, I thought the same way that the fans thought when, yeah. when we first the idea came up, you know, of Sun and Fun. Because the first thing you think is, okay, what are you going to do at an airport? Yeah. But then you have to go out there, look at the location. Yeah, to it's then an amazing location. Say, oh, okay, I see where where this is all going. This is this looks very nice. I mean. If you think about it, you know, we're not going to have a store front, right. but there's cabins out there. There's wooded areas. There's all kind of creepy looking places that, oh, yeah. that actually play along with the theme. And now now that, you know, with zombies, you, you're not limited to 
a, a city. You're not limited to a town. You're not, you can yeah. you can you can be a zombie apocalypse. You know, there can be a zombie apocalypse anywhere. Yeah. So if you're at an airport, hey, you know, and I, I guess you know some some TV show that I heard around there is uh, is aiming to do a, a, a some sort of uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> I sent you the link today, and I sent it to Andrew. I'm like, I guess AMC is because they're doing the Fear the Walking Dead yeah. right now. They're gonna show how like how when the zombie apocalypse happened, like. Some of it happened on planes. Like, yeah. a zombie would get loose on the plane, and then it's like, oh, shit, we're on a plane. Like Samuel L. Jackson is screaming about <laughs> yeah. all the zombies yeah. on the plane. <laughs> that That's what we need. Somebody needs to cosplay as, like, Sam Jackson from Snakes on a Plane and be like, you know, I want all these motherfucking zombies on my motherfucking plane. You know, I think that would be the greatest cosplay all day. But I, uh, I had one idea for cosplay. It's my only idea for a cosplay. But okay. I, I, this is it is free to anybody who wants to do it. But I want to do Inigo Montana, right? Oh right. You killed my father. Prepare to meet my little friend. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And. But yeah, we we you know we we want to open it up. We're having you know Rami. Uh, which is with us today, you know, um, work with the cosplayers and, yeah. and, and get that more integrated. He, he's a great source to have that now and, and get the word out there yeah. to get more cosplayers involved. And uh, we're having some forums, mm-hmm. uh, which is that's new this year. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about the uh, one of the panels is uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, one of the panels is uh, pretty much The Walking Dead. Uh, we're going to do cosplay Walking Dead, and it's just going to be survivors and zombies. Um and then also we're going to have another uh, panel that is going to be a Q&A for cosplay. So uh, we have a, a local cosplayer that is going to basically give people advice how to uh, uh, modify things in an in a economic way. Right. Um, you don't have to go and spend a lot of money to get the character that you really, really want. Um, and this guy is really good at, at finding just your specific little thing and actually yeah. making it. Um, a lot of cosplayers love to fabricate and make all of their costumes, and it just makes them feel more into character. Um, and you don't have to do that by spending a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so th- this 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 panel is going to basically teach you how to uh, get your character and still save some money and do it your own. That way you can say, I made this costume. This is all mine. Yeah. And it's not something that you bought at Party City or something like that. Right. Well, I think that'll be great, and I think uh, I was actually, to be honest with you, a little surprised you hadn't done it before, had like uh, a stage with Q&A, and I think some of it had to do with the limitation of being downtown and not having the room, but Sun and Fun, you've got so much room. I mean, I'm actually surprised nobody's already hit you up to be like, hey, can I bring my RV and just camp out for the weekend? Because, I mean, that could be something I could foresee in the future if you use the same venue again of having, like, an RV lot where people can come and actually just stay the whole weekend and camp out for the fest. Because I know there's people that want to be there Friday night, and then they could stay the night in their RV and then get up, you know, Saturday and then go check everything out. Sun and Fun is actually equipped for campers. Yeah. You'd have to contact them, but they do um, rent uh, locations with the electrical. Yeah, you get the electrical, and I think you get your sewer line, too, if I remember. That one I might be a little iffy on, but I remember because Sun and Fun, uh, people do. They bring their campers, and they stay for the whole weekend. I was like, man, you know, that would be just another revenue stream to come in if you're like, hey, you know, if you, you know, we'll have this little area out here where it's the camper section, and you know, be like, hey, you know, you want your camper and you want to go have a couple adult beverages and then go sleep it off in the camper, yeah. do it. And then you can come back, you know, Saturday and 
Yeah, I, I actually got kicked out because I was cutting down trees and trying to make a log cabin out there. Oh, were like, you? I guess that's frowned upon. Yeah, so. they probably yeah. are not a big fan of you doing that, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just cutting down their trees. Yeah. Um, but what else is going to be going on at Lakeland Zombie Fest this year? Besides the costume contest and the same, pretty much a lot of the same thing that we did last year, and we're adding um, more of the uh, a, a larger, larger kid zone. So yeah. This this is going to be very impressive as far as how much stuff the kids are going to have or to do this year. Yeah. Um, th- we're even going to have uh, a robot area where it's like a robot battling. Area. Oh wow! Like and the old school BattleBots TV yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. That's that's from. I got like a Rock'em Sock'em robot exactly. kind of thing. Oh, more, than, more cool. than the yeah, more yeah. than the BattleBots. Yeah, and that's through our our people over at Lakeland Moonwalk. Uh, oh wow! They, they provide all the bounce houses, houses and, and, and stuff. stuff like that for the kids. But yeah, they they their setup is very impressive. Well, I've always – I have to say, even since the inception in the first Lake and Zombie Fest, I was impressed at how family-friendly everything was because when you think zombies, like, I'm not going to lie, when I first heard about it, I'm like, well, that's going to be like a Halloween Horror Nights kind of like an adult thing. And then I get the feedback from everybody. And it's like, no, man, I brought my, you know, my 8-year-old and my 13-year-old, and they had a blast. And it's like there was tons of things for the kids to do. Even the younger kids had stuff to do. Like, I heard people, they said they took their 4- and 5-year-olds. I'm like – are you crazy? The, the very, the very yeah. first, very first zombie was the very first zombie fest. We had, uh, we had our, our brand new baby boy out there. I mean, oh wow! Was, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's, it's just family, you know fa- family friendly. Like I said, like I mentioned before in the in the last episode yeah. we did. You know, I love when when I have families approach me and say, you know what? Because you know, you guys have started a tradition in Lakeland, and that we can take our families down, and we love making each other up and that's one yeah. thing that bonds the families together they can yeah. all the kids get together the mom the dad and everybody's doing makeup makeup on yeah and, and cosplaying together and doing yeah. things like that you know it's a great bo- bonding experience and i think that you know I, I just think it's nice to have something that's an event like this that's fun and it's halloween and it's you know it's family friendly and i think that's really cool and there's stuff for the adults too like you know i'm not married i don't have any kids but I still want to go and have a good time, and you know, it. it every walk of life can kind of come, and still, mm-hmm. there's something for everybody, and I think that's what sets it apart from other events, like say your Halloween Horror Nights, and say your whatever Bush Gardens does a Hall of Scream. It's completely different, and I, and I like that. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the fans actually did a, a really cool video on there, and I totally apologize, I forgot his name, but he posted it on there, and, and he did a kind of uh, question. He questioned a bunch a bunch of fans. What's your name and what do you do? Yeah. And you're at Zombie Fest. So yeah. It was amazing to me to hear how I, I'm the manager at uh, Badcock or I'm yeah. the, the vice president of – or I'm, you know, all yeah. walks of life. Just, it's not just, hey, I, 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 just, I just go to school and I go to Zombie Fest. Yeah. No, you get people from management. You get people from senior citizens. You get, you know, uh, younger, older. So that's what really ties in with Zombie Fest is that there is no age limit – it's just basically everybody comes out, have a great time, families, friends, and just enjoy the day. Well, I think that that's awesome. Was there anything else you can think of before we move into our next topic about Zombie Fest that you wanted to tell the listeners and the fans? Mm, nothing comes to mind, man. We got we got free parking. Um, yes, there is as an admission this year, but uh, like I said, we're trying to keep it reasonable. We've got we got bills to pay and and. Uh, you know, hopefully everybody can kind of make it through the transition, and and you're you're gonna see 
what we're talking about. You just have to kind of yeah, exactly. you got you got to trust us. On yeah, this. yeah. We we, we every year we put something together for the fans, and the, and I'm sure the fans already know that when we want to give them something better every year. We're taking a, a new step in a new direction, and as fans, we just ask you to trust us and let us know that we're putting together something good for you. Um, but trust us, come out the f- for the first year, and we guarantee that next year you're going to be lining up to get back in there. Cause exactly, because yeah. I I definitely think some people's I'm going to try and word this PC as I can. Some people's feathers got a little raised because they're like, $5. But if they could <laughs> see what I can see about how much is getting put into it and how much you are going to get for your $5, you'd be like, shut up, take my money. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's a it's a year-round planning thing anymore, yeah. man. And it's, it's you know, you've got several people that are working really, really hard to do this. And uh, – trying to kind of take everybody's input into account take the things that you want and the things that you don't want make it all happen and you know this is this is what we do yeah well i'm really looking forward to it so guys definitely go check them out on facebook you can you can find their page uh, lakeland zombie fest just put it in the search bar you can also google it and you can find their web page uh we got to take a quick break and pay some bills but we'll be right back with more of the happy hour with johnny and deuce this episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Main, Main Street, Street Comics and, and Memorabilia. Deuce, we know our fans love comics, t-shirts, collectibles, Magic the Gathering, statues, memorabilia. Of course, your main stop is Bartow, Florida, Main Street Comics and Memorabilia. And Deuce, what do they get if they mention the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce name? If you mention the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, you get 15% off your total purchase price. So go and see him, and don't forget to tell him that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and we actually have a very special guest here with us who is going to tell us all about um, zombie survival, because uh, this was a topic actually me and Alberto had talked about on Facebook, and I want you to introduce yourself one more time to the guest listening at home. Hey, what's going on? My name is Frank, and I'm from S5 Consulting. Nice. Now, Frank, if... If the zombie apocalypse were to happen now or any kind of major event, what do you think most people's level of preparedness is? Well, we don't, I don't have a census right now on me. Our, um, like right now, this weekend, uh, okay. we're approaching uh, the hurricane. Yeah. And uh, right now, this morning, I went to Sam's and Walmart, and people are running like, you know, like chickens without. With their heads cut off, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And um, everybody's just overbuying stuff and just getting a lot of just things crap. That, that yeah. they don't need, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think everybody's prepared. Uh, of course, with the movies and, like, uh, Walking Dead, yeah. Uh, yeah. everybody's learning how to yeah. prepare themselves. Yeah. Put it that way. Well, we, we see in movies and shows, TV shows, uh, the zombie. Um, but the zombie doesn't necessarily have to be a walking corpse. The zombie can be an earthquake. The zombie can be a, a hurricane. The zombie can be um, a flood, a tsunami. Yeah. It, it, it represents something critical that happens to our society. Very, very, yeah, society, very fragile society that most of us are not aware that we live on a daily basis thinking, well, everything's good. I wake up in the morning and my, wa- my, my light's on, my water runs, yeah. and I'm fine and everything's good. But take away eliminate one of those from the situation from your daily life and what do you have yeah it's chaos it's just mass chaos that's right and uh a good example and this is how i i guess my journey you can say um began was in 1989 when hurricane hugo hit puerto rico it was one of the the biggest catastrophes we had 
back then. And um, and I worked for the Civil Defense and the Civil Air Patrol back then. I was maybe like 15 years old. And uh, from that point on, I was like, wow, my life changed. Not that I'm not a prepper. Yeah. I'm not a prepper. Uh, I say uh, we're always ready. Then yeah. the military, uh, we do readiness training. Yeah. So we're always ready to, to go into action. Right. And um, going to back to my training, well, uh, being eight years in the Air Force and doing martial arts for 35 years, um, I kind of combined both. Of both the loves, systems, yeah. Yeah. And uh, created S5, which is uh, self-defense, security, safety, survival, and self-reliance. That's what S5 stands for. Nice. So you kind of came up with the idea of the company kind of just on, on on putting all the things that you love together in one kind of big thing. Yeah, and that was uh, mainly my wife and I. We just one night <laughs> we're talking, and uh, it just emerged. And uh, the idea of this uh, company, this consulting uh, endeavor is to go out and and teach people, you know, teach self-defense. Like right now, uh, I teach more self-defense than the survival skills because yeah. right now nobody is Nobody's freaking, like freaking out. out like there's about, no zombies yeah. right now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure if, you know, you know, you're going to be like the Daryl, like if shit goes down. Oh, like you're no, going to be no, the no, one no. everybody's trying to find. Like, dude, we got to go find Daryl, man, because Daryl knows what's up. Like he knows how to survive. Yeah. I don't, I don't want a big X on my back either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't well, want yeah, yeah. to be the yeah, target yeah. either. Because, see, that's the thing. Like when – when uh, and we're just gonna use the because we're talking Lakeland Zombie Fest and zombies, we're just gonna use for our disaster zombies. If uh, the zombie apocalypse broke out, I think there are people with certain skill sets that are gonna be the most sought after, and also I think that there's a certain friends you're gonna call on because they know certain things that you're gonna need their help. Because I'm not gonna lie, my popularity stock went up once Walking Dead came on because everybody saw Daryl. And everybody's like, look, we need one redneck in our group. Like, we need one. So I am, like, the honorary redneck. And, like, a lot of my group of friends are like, look, when the shit goes down, we're going to need Deuce because Deuce knows some shit. Like, he knows how to hunt. He knows how to fish. Like, we didn't need that motherfucker. Like, yeah, he's loud and he's crazy, but we're going to need him if it goes down. So, like, I got a lot of, like, old friends started calling me up about first, second season of Walking Dead. Like, Deuce, how you been, man? How you been? What's going on? I'm like, I know why you're calling. <laughs> Just so, in case, you know. Yeah, just in case. You know, he's the guy to have around. Same yeah, thing right. with you. I'm sure your stock went up quite a bit when Walking Dead came on. Yes, a bit. Yes, a bit. Uh, it's funny. You mentioned that because, um, of course, like you mentioned earlier, I was uh, we were talking about guns earlier. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, everybody that knows me, they're like, okay, if something happens, you know. The we're going there. to his house because he's yeah. got the armory over there. His like, armory. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. No, no. Hell no. No, it's going to be kitty bar the door. I'd be like, I don't know you. <laughs> so That's right. That's right. But a zombie apocalypse would actually be, it will be a twofer. It's like you not only have to worry about the zombies, you have to worry about the people. The people. Um, one of the reasons is because there are shortages of things that people want. And when yeah. people want things, they take. Mm-hmm. And you might have something that somebody wants, and, hey, there's no law. There's no yeah. – Nothing from stopping anybody to say that if I want to come to your house and knock it down with uh, a couple of my friends, yeah, and, you know, so that is something that brings in the self-defense. You know, yeah. h- how do you defend yourself against 
um, a, a, a person or a group, you know, to, yeah. to protect what you have and your loved ones yeah. in, in any event, in a zombie apocalypse or in, in, a, in a situation where uh, there's a tsunami or earthquake or hurricane, yeah. you know, that's the same thing. You get cut off from the civilization or you get cut off from, from having um, authority. Yeah. When there's no authority, who do you, who do you go to? Yeah. And at that point, you know, it, you kind of see the the worst in people because you see the riots. Like I remember Katrina oh, yeah, and seeing all yeah. the riot videos, and it's it's interesting um, using the zombie apocalypse as kind of the the measuring stick, if you will. If, if that were to happen, a lot of things we think that are are necessary, important, aren't nobody's gonna matter. Like yeah. nobody's gonna come in here and want to like steal my PS4 or my big screen TV because yeah. it's like. Don't got no fucking power. What are we gonna do with that? Yeah. They're gonna want my canned goods. They're gonna want my guns right. and my ammunition. Yeah. They're not gonna want my money because the money's worthless. Yeah. Um. They're gonna right. want what are the things I can use for survival. Uh. That does not work. No. Well, I mean, it doesn't work when it's plugged in here. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. But uh, the um. You know, the things that we hold as valuable are going to change. Like, people, you know, most people want a fancy TV. They want a nice video game console. They want stuff. Well, yeah. stuff is not going to be important during the zombie apocalypse. You're going to want to travel light. You're going to yeah. want to have the necessities. Um, you know, yeah. I always thought the best idea would be get fortified in somewhere. Like, prime example, I've got this nice gated neighborhood. If we could secure the gates, keep them, you know, set up, make sure we can keep everything off of it, we could be yeah. pretty safe in here for a while, yeah. I would think, until, you know, some group says, hey, you know what? Yeah. I like their idea, and I'm going to knock that shit down. And that's so and that's the problem, because you gotta you got to be able to defend what you've gotten. That's been multiple seasons of The Walking Dead where they had that problem. It's like, you know, like the prison yeah. and other things. They find a place, they fortify it, and then it's like, oh, somebody wants to come and take it. Exactly. So There's yeah. always someone bigger. And there's always like, yeah. it's, there's a pro and con. Yeah. There's, it's it's good for numbers. It's always good to have numbers. Yeah. But then there's always your, you know, the problems that you have to take for having numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it can go from, you know, you having – living in a, in, in a society with – with people that have traits yeah. that, that can help survive. Everybody yeah. knows how to do something. Um, and eventually, you know, everybody can come out on the other side where they can survive. But um, sometimes loner is the way, you know, that people can go and just disappear. Yeah. Um, bigger cities will, will be the problematic areas, yeah. you know, where everything's happening down there. You know, there's more people. Look at right now. You don't have to go far. Look at the riots and all that, like you were yeah. saying earlier. We're, we're not in any kind of crisis right now. And, and yeah. people are slaughtering each other and killing each other and, and they're world countries and even in our own in our own um, yeah. nation here. you know it, it happens here you see it on the news where, where you know parts of cities are closed down because you got people looting um imagine and it just yeah. imagine just a small little portion of, of, of a little disaster like that but yeah. imagine something like that going globally yeah especially on that kind of scale and especially when you know now there is no tv there's yeah. no radio signal you don't know what's going on in the outside world the only thing you know is the people that are in your group are the people you run into and then that brings a whole new problem you run into you know new people you got to feel them out because you might find some like all right we can work together these people are right and you might find some they're batshit crazy yeah. so mm -hmm. you know it, it brings a lot into the equation that's why i love it when people are always talking about oh i've got a zombie survival plan i've got i'm like motherfucker you don't know <laughs> yeah come on now like i mean everybody thinks that they've got a master plan yeah. worked out like oh if it goes down i've got my bug out bag and i'm gonna i'm like no 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 but believe it or not it, it does make sense to take some sort of training to to learn the basics of you know 
handling average weapons, um, a little bit of like wood survival. Yeah. You know, none of that stuff hurts to have because no. you never know. You know, you can go and, and, and it can happen and it can happen. Yeah. W- wouldn't it be better to be prepared? Exactly. If you, if if you, you got into some situation like a plane accident and you're stranded out in the woods somewhere or, you know, there's a lot of things other than the, you know, far out worst case scenario of a zombie apocalypse. There's a lot of natural things that could happen where you could get lost or stranded and need to survive for a couple of days. So somebody comes and finds you or find your way back to civilization. Yeah. Frank, what are, what are some of the things people can do if, for example, let's say tomorrow you see an announcement on the TV uh, that uh, uh, the broadcast system that they do with the little pitch, high pitch noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, an emergency broadcast. Yeah. Okay, you're being surprised. You woke up, wake up in the morning. All of a sudden, there's no government. I mean, and you from a – This is not a fucking drill. <laughs> yeah. This is not a drill. What are your recommendations as the first thing you should do? Of course, prior to that, we should all be prepared with having the the, the medium or at least the minimal um, things to to, to take us through at least a week or two uh, to help cope with anything that ever happens, like a a natural disaster or a hurricane or a storm or something like that. But what can you do or prepare yourself as far as self-defense or um, any kind of way that you could prepare yourself for something like that? Well, it boils down to what we were talking earlier, preparedness. It's good always to be training – take self-defense classes as silly as might sound self-defense is the way to go um let's say this is a broadcast like you mentioned so the first thing a lot of people think is let's get out of here because what are we going to do here so my recommendation at least that's what i will do in an urban situation will be to bunker down stay in for a couple weeks you know hopefully everything will go back into the the norm However, I wouldn't give it more than a couple of weeks just because you're gonna become a target. Someone's gonna know, hey, I got Umberto staying there. He has weapons, he has food. You know, we're gonna hit him up. He's the target. So moving around. So moving, then you're gonna have to, you know, uh, move around. Um, Like you mentioned earlier, uh, doing some bushcraft training uh, is good. Um, I don't know anything about wilderness. Uh, the military didn't taught us about wilderness. Everything. Yeah, that's when you call your old buddy Deuce. They <laughs> show you what's going on in the wood scene. <laughs> so, no, but yeah, I mean, you would have to after two weeks. You're saying you you, you want to hunker down for two weeks, and after two weeks, you're saying you need to get moving. Then we'll go. Yep. Depends on the situation. Because I, I know right now you wake up in the morning and you take the traffic, and it seems like the traffic is never going to end. So I can't imagine something seriously happening where – the traffic is blocked up for maybe days or cars are not moving and you're trying to leave the city or you're trying to leave heck the neighborhood um that's one of the things where a lot of people question like okay what do you do do you you start running for the hills or um you know just to kind of get an idea of what uh, what what put ourselves in a situation right now we're all in the situation we heard the broadcast they said to stay in your homes because there's a terrorist attack and the whole entire city shut down they don't know what's going on well, like I said, I will bunker down for a couple of weeks. Um, like I said, two yeah. weeks. Um, after that, if, if it's still, you know, the stuff hits the fan, I will say let's go out, you know, go into the woods. But in, in our case, you know, just get different locations. You don't want to have a routine as well. Because you know, once you have a routine, again, you become a target. Uh, so you want to keep moving, keep uh, going around. Sorry. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, keep moving around because you don't want to become that 
you know, that person that, okay, we're going to hit Frank. Yeah. You know, we're going to hit Deuce and, and so forth. So I would say just give it up at least two weeks. You know, two weeks should be uh, enough. However, like going back to uh, to Hugo or, or Katrina, we know that was, you know, it went for a couple of months. And that was a horrible situation. We yeah. saw, you know, murders, rape, and, and lawless cities, basically. So um, you want to keep moving around. Just keep moving. I did have one question for you because, okay, two weeks is up. By that point, you've probably burnt through most of your supplies. Like anything you had on hand at your house, because I personally try and keep about two weeks' worth of supplies. Just like hurricane preparedness. So, you know, I've got beans and soup and stuff that I can easily cook. Even if I don't have power, I can throw it on my grill. And I've got, you know, extra charcoal, extra wood so I can run my grill. After about two weeks, you're definitely going to have to, I would think, start scavenging and looking for new supplies. My only concern with your plan is, yes, it, it may be good to move so people don't see you as a target, but once you start moving into areas you're unfamiliar with, now you've got a whole new problem because you're unfamiliar with the area. You don't know where everything is. If I stay hunkered down here, I know where everything is in this vicinity, but, you know, like say if you start traveling or doing something like that, wouldn't that be another problem? So that's where, like, in my case, we have, in my home, we have a plan A and plan B. Plan okay. A will be to bunker down for two weeks. Plan B is to move out. Yes, uh, well, within the state, uh, preferably keep going out. We, we have a spot where we're going to go. We're going to go to a, to a different state. Safe zone. I'm not going to say where my safe zone is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, have a safe zone or just have a plan. A be plan. prepared. And uh, if it's possible... Do a drill. Do a drill, you know, once or twice a year. You know, you got wife, kids. You know, it's always yeah. good for them to also know what to do. Like, okay, this is real. This is what's going on. So, yeah. you know, use that muscle memory. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. I mean, and another would be to, to make it a family thing where you could put together a, like a bug out bag or something like mm -hmm. that that you can ke keep. And, and by bug out bag, I mean like your, your, your s essentials in yeah. a package where, where it's not too heavy, not too light, but it has enough in there that you can survive for a couple days that if you need yeah. to leave your, your safe zone or you need to run. You got to go. You, you can grab the bag and you got right. a couple days of clothes, maybe a couple of canned food items in there to get you through a couple days, exactly. a couple of bottle of water. Um, yeah. You know, the, the essentials, like you said, so you can kind of keep on going extra medicine in case yeah, you right. take any kind of medications. So in this case, uh, my suggestion would be have is to have a 72-hour bag. Yeah. Um, okay. We have a regular bag that we use every day, which is the ADC. Everybody call us, calls it the everyday carry. Mm -hmm. uh, you also have the 24-hour bag or your 72-hour bag. Like, I carry a 24-hour in the truck. Or if I'm around town, I have, like, this little bag right here. Yeah. And that has, like, fir a first aid, you know, little stuff that I need. Or yeah. everything that I, c I can carry, I can put in all my pockets, you know. Yeah, just in case you had to go in a hurry. Like, if you're like, look, we got to get out of here. We've really got to run. I've got a light bag, and then I've got a heavier bag that if we're walking around and hiking, I can take with me. I, I did want to ask you one question, though, and I don't want you to give away your safe zone, but if you were looking for a safe zone, what would you say is, like, these are the ideal – these are the things you need in a safe zone. Like, you need, 
you need to make sure there's a f- fresh supply of water, a, a, a lake or a river or something where you can get fresh water, I would think. You would also, in my opinion, I'd want to be somewhere where maybe it's woodsy where I can hunt so I can, you know, I can hunt animals and feed myself and not be dependent on, you know, oh, we've got to go raid the Kroger or we got to go look and scavenge somewhere to get food. That Those would be the two big things, the shelter, the food, and the fresh water supply right, would be the right. three things you need. Right, in our case, uh, it's an off-the-grid uh, zone, so it's kind of like the woods. Not, you know, yeah. not to give it up, but yeah. you want to have water and, and a place to shelter down. First thing that we teach is, everybody teach teaches to look for water. Yeah. Or build a fire. Well, what I teach is, we need shelter first. Yeah. Because we need to, you know, uh, protect our bodies and ourselves from the elements. That's one. Uh, if there's no protection from the elements, you know, you die. Period. Yeah. And then, you know, we go with the water, the fire, yeah. and so forth. Um, but it will be off the grid. You don't want to be somewhere where you can be easily fine. Yeah. You don't want to be around houses or other things like that where people are going to look. Because people are going to go at that point, like saying it, using the zombie apocalypse again. They're going to be going from house to house, especially once mm-hmm. the, it's really hit the fan. It's really gotten bad because they know people have left. They're like, okay, well, we're going to raid the neighbor's house and see – what can goods they have? Is there anything here salvageable that we can use? And that might get you by for a couple of days. But like you're saying, you don't want to – once you've said, okay, it's been two or three weeks, we need to go, you're going to want to get somewhere where you're not around a lot of houses, where you're not around people. So maybe, hopefully, if you're lucky, you won't run into any other people because yeah. that's a whole other problem. If you run into them, it's a flip of the coin. on If, what hey, are, are these do? guys going to be nice? Mm-hmm. Are they going to try and, you know, jump us to get our stuff? Like, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Right, right. And that's where actually the self-defense fits in as well. Um, someone asked me, like, why learn self-defense, you know, when we have guns nowadays? Yeah. Or we carry pocket knives nowadays. Well, hand-to-hand combat has been... Forever. Forever. Yeah. So we go to uh, Abel and Cain. Yeah. You know, they, they use a stone to kill one. Um, hand-to-hand is... Very simple. Uh, what we teach is is practical. Yeah. It's simplicity. Yeah. You know, so that's also the S on our S five is simplicity. You want to be as simple, practical, and tactical as possible. Right. Because sooner or later, the guns are going to run out of bullets, or they're going to start wearing out. And especially if you're out in the woods and hiking around, they're going to get dirty and messed up, and they're not going to function. So at some point, you're probably like you said, you're going to be down to. Yeah the hand-to-hand stuff. That's why I've always kind of preached. Uh, I know Daryl likes to use a crossbow on, on Walking Dead. I've always preached compound bow because I just think compound bow is a lot easier to use and it's a lot easier to maintain than a crossbow is. Yeah. I think they use it for the show for the aesthetic purposes. Yeah. Like, it looks cooler him holding a crossbow than holding a compound bow. But yeah. I've always said that, you know, people should take some bow classes because, I mean, that's something that you can always make more arrows you can always, you know, as long as you keep that bow in pretty good shape, you're good to go. Yeah. And even worst case scenario, you can make a bow out of stuff it. you can find in the in the woods. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, hand to hand combat's definitely got to be up yeah. there. Yeah, because um, it's good for us, all of us, to be prepared and be ready. But if we don't know how to defend ourselves or defend our our family, you know, again, we become a target. And right. then What's the point? We were talking about this the other day. Uh, It's a good point. Um, A lot of people say, well, I don't want to go to a a class and take 
jumping and doing how to how to do um, crane kicks and doing um, all sorts of backflips and stuff like that. Because a lot of the, the places you go to that want to teach you this are doing the whole like like um, MMA kind of yeah, stuff. No, the theatrical no, kind of doing. That's called extreme. Extreme whirlwind tricking. kicks and tricking and all that stuff. And you can't like get a whirlwind kick somebody in a fight. <laughs> what is this fucking <laughs> WWE? Like you know, come, what are you gonna do next? Get on top of something, elbow drop somebody like the Macho Man? No, that ain't gonna work. That's that's what they're teaching out there to do the the, the tricks, the you know the the, the backflips and all the stuff that you really keep it simple, like you said, you know. Yeah. You don't simple. Need we go straight to the point. Yeah. yeah. You, you 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 protect your your zone, your your, your body yeah. zone, and basically that's what. What do you what do you recommend, man? Like rocking some like Krav Maga or something, or uh well, Krav Maga is a it's a good system. Yeah. It's a Israeli system, and it's not an art like a lot of people yeah. here think in the states. It's actually it's a combat system. Krav Maga is a good, uh, even traditional karate, believe it or not, is is good. Nowadays, everybody's taking MMA classes, so. Well, everybody's taking the Muay Thai. Like, the Muay Thai is like, I know a couple of friends of mine, they're taking Muay Thai, and I'm like, well, I mean, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it's better than nothing for self-defense, but the, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the problem I got with Muay Thai is when you, like, wrap the bandages around yourself and you dip it in the resin and then the broken glass. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it just gets hard to do anything else, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're getting ready for, like, an ECW match. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, dude, <laughs> toilet, toilet, toilet paper is going to be hard to find. I don't want to I don't want to mess any of it up. You yeah. Know? Well, I'd see, and that's the thing. I was saying how things that you take for granted now are going to be worth so much. I think in the zombie apocalypse – Charmin is going to be worth its weight in Dude, gold. Charmin is going to be worth its, go- its weight in gold. I'm I'm kind of working on some MacGyver skills, so I'm going to start brewing some alcohol, and I'm going to be that's everybody's the thing. best Home friend. Yeah. Are going to be like probably like the second most important person because yeah. a not only do they have the skill, but two, you got something you can trade. So if you run into a group of survivors, you're I'm like, gonna, look, I'm going to be making booby traps out of like old tube TVs. And, <laughs> oh, there you and go. VCRs and stuff and. <laughs> That's, I, my, that's my whole plan, and and, and it's funny because I, I'm I have the uh, the pleasure of having a lot of doctor friends. Yeah, and your body's your own worst enemy. It is because that's can, what's going to go on you first. You can, is your yeah, body. You can walk through a, a wooded path and get a scrape, and that little scrape will kill you. Yeah, because because it gets infected, infected yeah. and you're done for. So it's like not only do you have to watch out for people. Zombies. Now you have to take care of yourself and be prepared. And watch out for the elements. To, to, the to elements know how to treat that. You know, to treat yourself in case you get a fever, in case you um, you get a broken bone, in case you have you know a toothache can turn into something that that's going to get infected. That's now going to be re- have to be removed. That and you're done. Yeah. Any little thing that now we take for granted that you can go to the dentist or you can yeah. go to the clinic and get a bandaid slapped on. You know, that's not going to work in an apocalypse where now. All this stuff is on you. Yeah. You got to make sure that you know how to take care of yourself. So it's pretty. And see, that's yeah. the thing. Uh, I've got a lot of friends that are on medications that they have to take daily. Are, are friends of mine that are diabetic and have to take insulin? I'm like, dude, those are the guys that are going to drop first. Because I mean, where are you going to find insulin? Like, yeah. one of the first places I think it's going to get raided is probably the pharmacies. Because a, the fucking drug addicts are going to go in there and take all the fun stuff. Yeah. And then. <laughs> All, yeah, all the fun stuff, you know, all the Zanny bars and the, and the oxycodone and the Adderall is all going to be gone. And then you'll have some stuff left. But, I mean, unless you have some sort of stockpile on hand to that stuff, because, I mean, most diabetics, they got to take it pretty regular. And it's like, what are you going to do? Because that stuff's either, A, going to be broken because people were looking for the fun stuff and like, I don't need that. And you just throw it away and it breaks. Or... You just can't find it, and you know, and if everything really goes to pot, like we'll take Walking Dead as an example, 
there's nobody making any more of it. So once no. it's gone, it's gone. gone. Yeah. So, you know, those are the people I always feel the worst for in those kind of situations. So I guess the saying is actually applies to the situation where it's like the, the weak, the strong survive and, and it's a natural yeah. natural selection for extinction. Yeah. If you're not if you're weak, you're not gonna make it. You yeah. know, you basically in a situation where somebody has to take heart medication or something yeah. like that, you're basically just gonna phase out and and then the, the younger, stronger guys. I, I don't. I don't know, man. You just gotta have a gimmick. You got a guy on there that's got a mullet, and somehow he's still he's still around. You know, I mean, he's you gotta be able to kind of work the system a little bit. So, <laughs> old Tennessee top hat. <laughs> so you you definitely don't need barbers. No, no, that's that's the one thing. Because man, it's hilarious. I was talking to actually Cecil the other day because you know the new season. He's clean shaven. He's like. I don't know. He's rocking clean shaven now. I'm like, no. I'm like, dude, that, that's like your, uh, oh, God, I'm going to forget his name from the Bible. Like, Samson. Like, that's like your hair, man. You cut it, you're fucked. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, that's where your streak comes from, the power of the beard. So, I'm like, you can't you can't just be chopping that off. And that's the thing. A lot of things are going to, you know. Oh, I just walk away. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I really think that a lot of those things and aesthetic things, I think, are going to be the first thing to go because people are going to they're going to grow out their beards. They're going to grow out their hair because they're like, I'm trying to live right now. I'm not worried about is my hair looking nice, you know, exactly. like hair gel, I think will be the last thing people are taking when they're going to loot. Yeah. Like, damn, I got to get some of that axe, man. I might roll up on the hot honey while I'm out here. It's like, no, bitch, I'm trying to get some bullets and some food. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, they never on the show. They never show one of the two things. What? hygiene yeah like how obviously you know everybody brushes their teeth on the walking dead because none of them have you know yeah they don't have like yellow crud. teeth, yeah, yeah. Crusty like crud. teeth. And, and they can all be together for hours at a time in a room because they all smell nice because they, there's uh, i guess you know they have soap and all that they stuff have magical there. soap or something because <laughs> like that was a thing like okay they're stuck in the prison right and you always see maggie and glenn getting down and i'm like Dude, you two are probably gross. You probably both smell like balls, man. Because you've been just, just, just soaking in your own famunda for like six days and haven't taken a shower. It's like that's not my like. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little weird. That's not my turn on. It's like, hey, baby, you smell pretty stank. Let's yeah. uh, let's let's get to busy town. You I know. Think, I think in the whole time of the show, we we've seen people take showers maybe three times. I think we had the. We had the police. The farmhouse. CDC. Yeah. The farmhouse. Mm -hmm. CDC. Yeah, well, the police station. The police station yeah. was the first one. Police station. Police station, CDC. Uh, farmhouse. Uh, that's really it. That's it. Three times. So three showers in the whole Alexandria. season. Alexandria. Alexandria? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They the, have the like solar scene. powered and stuff the, like the that. The prison yeah, had the a shower, too. Yeah, yeah they had a, a shower in there. Like they, I think they only used it a couple times. And I think it was like when they first, first got there because – this is where I screw up sometimes because I mix up the comic and the TV show. Because mm. I remember, like, in the comic, when they got there, they had the generator and it worked. Oh and they yeah. turned on the generator and they're like, oh. they turned on the TV and uh, they put on Turner and Hooch. So the kids watched Turner and Hooch while the power was going, but the rest of them were like, fixing something. I can't remember what it was, but they were like, yeah, we need the power for this. And they were using power tools and doing something else. But I was like, yeah, I mean, those things, those are creature comforts. Like, if you can get a shower, that's why, actually, I'm really surprised people don't have the shower bags. I don't know if you've seen them when you yeah, go camping. It's they just, collect water. Yeah, it, well, that or it's just a bag, and you fill it with water. It's got, like, a little spout at the bottom, yeah. so you turn the spout on, it's like a little Gravity. Portable. Yeah, shower head. And I'm like, 
you know, a lot of the Army Navy surplus have them. A lot of your, like, a Bass Pro Shops, your hunting places have them. So when you go out hunting, you can, okay, I can strap this to the tree. Yeah. I can shower off real quick and, you know, keep hunting. But yeah. you never see them do that. And I know well, it's TV. Well, yeah, and, and one of the things I didn't get about the zombie apocalypse either is you've got all this stuff to pick from, right? You, you can walk up and take anything you want, and you still got that busted-ass Volkswagen wonder bus that you're you're trying to – to get across the country. Well, you know? that was the thing. Like, I think, in my opinion, because that was in, the, in, like, the first two or three seasons when they had it, I think it was he had such an attachment to it. And the yeah. other thing is he knew how to fix it. Fix and it. I think that was the thing. He was like, I know this thing inside and out. I know how to put it back together. So, yeah, this thing's old piece of shit. So, it was like the, it's like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it's okay. like he All knew right. how to yeah. put it together. Yeah. And, like, because I remember one time when it broke down, I think it was on the highway. Yeah. Uh, when T-Dog was there and T-Dog had something and he got the syphilis medication because he's like, here, that'll help you with your – because he had something infected and he was sleeping and he's like, yeah, I got to go look uh, for this type of car because it's got this type of tube that will hook up to it and it'll work. So he knew it backwards and forwards. So I think that's kind of why he was like, well, I'm going to keep this thing because I know how to fix it. That's believable. I mean, things like that you can say, okay, yeah, yeah or no. But uh, another thing would be the – I don't know how many of you have ever lived – you know, in the past and found a small mouse or something in the house, the stench that is produces. A small oh, yeah. A, dead a, a one. mouse yeah. can die somewhere. And if you don't find it, it's going to drive you nuts. Oh, with yeah. The stench. And the closer you get to it, I don't know who, it's who, unbearable. Could, who, who yeah. could tolerate <laughs> the, a little mouse. It makes you gag. It makes you want to throw up. I can't imagine being around like 500 corpses. And that are just all, rotting just all the rotting time. away. And you're, you're standing there like, yeah. Just another day in the zombie well, And then that's the other thing, too. Like, I remember, like, when they were cleaning out the prison and they were taking all the dead bodies out and burning them. I'm like, that stench must have been – because, A, those were just rotting corpses, basically. Yeah. And now you're burning them, which burning flesh is the worst smell ever, period. And now it's rotted flesh. I mean, that must have been – but you you have to incinerate the bodies, I would think. Like you got to get them out there yeah, to get, get everything clean, yeah, because yeah, you don't want any anything to come out of it and you know infect you at that point. Bleach in the apocalypse would would be yeah gold. Yeah, be bleach. Oh yeah, bleach, bleach would be a, a pretty good commodity. I'm gonna to be have. a bleach salesman. Man, I think I'm gonna stock up like on Fabuloso <laughs> and like all that stuff. Like I'm gonna raid the Dollar Tree. That's yeah, the first like, place I'm going. I'm getting all like the knockoff bleach into Fabuloso. What can you bring to the table, Deuce? Well, I've got a cabinet full of Axe and hair gel. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. And I'll trade you for some, You're in, for some bleach. Yeah. <laughs> Give that guy a crown. He's the new president. Yeah. That is like, by the way, I got six cases of Charmin. And they're like, oh, yeah. Deuce is coming with us. Because it's, it's weird, like, the things that we, we do take for granted every day that in a situation like that. Just you would need. And it would be creature comforts. But the creature comforts would be so small that then they become a big deal like books like i remember when they got in the prison and they were like oh prison's got a library and they had like a good selection of books to read because you're gonna have a lot of downtime especially in that particular season they were in the prison they were hunkered down they're like okay we're fortifying it but and the other things you got to conserve your energy too i would think as part of survival like because if you're going balls to the wall every day you're gonna hit the wall if you don't have the calorie intake you need to have a calorie calorie intake. intake For an active person, yeah. would be you know two thousand calories, a thousand five hundred calories. If you're super active and you're not eating, and you're not meeting that ca- those calorie intake, you're gonna pass out. You're gonna be on the floor. Yeah, there, and also you got to remember because especially us here in Florida, like right now, it's so damn hot. Like I mean, yeah. you you couldn't last long outside, and even. 
God forbid now when people's air conditioner blows, like they freak out. And it's like, look, if you got no power, you got no air conditioning. So, you know. Oh, right now you got no air conditioning in the truck? When they told me that Florida was hot, I believed it, but they didn't tell me that you can't live in Florida and not have AC in your car. <laughs> no, man. It gets it, – my buddy uh, Wood tells me – Yeah. Well, my buddy Wood tells me, he's like, it doesn't get hot here. It gets Africa hot. Like, it gets just, like, ungodly well, levels you, well, of you hot. Ha- you have those stories, like, every year. You've got people that – you've got people that get struck by lightning in Florida. No. You've got people that, uh, you know, forget their kids in a car in Florida. you got people that get eaten by alligators. you got people that just drop dead from the heat. It's just, it's just happens every year. Wow. And you can only survive, what, three hours without water. So three hours? Three, three days. Three days. Three days. Three days. I got to drink water before I pass out. <laughs> you need no, some water yeah, right now? So the, 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 the thing is three days. You don't have, you dehydrate, you die. Yeah. Um, and I think it's seven days without food. food. Yeah. Food. So, I mean, really, those are the two biggie i mean you, like you said you want to get shelter first and not just to protect your your body from the weather and the elements i think from a protection aspect too so you have some sort of shelter that you can get in and kind of see what's going on god forbid like a group ran up on you but then you definitely got to go for the food and the water and yeah. once you've run out oh, of yeah. natural food like your canned goods and things you're gonna have to go hunting and fishing yeah so it's, it makes sense to invest in a a, a dehy- dehydrate or what are they called dehydrators or are they yeah, but those are usually electric. Like, yeah, you got to plug it in. That's the problem is yeah. the power. Well, and before the before the apocalypse, obviously, if you buy one of those and store food, yeah, where you can kind of take the moisture out of food and, and jerky it, and yeah, yeah, and store it, then that would be a great way to yeah. do it. Because I think that that's the only other downside about yes, I can go catch a fish. Yes, I can go kill a deer. But the problem is, I kill a deer, I skin it. If you have no refrigeration, that thing may last you. A day and a half, two days. Smoke it. Yeah. They do like the Vikings, they salt, they salt things. You know, you you super salt it, and then yeah. you they bury it in leaves, and that seems to have worked in the past in the in the medieval days. I yeah. think all bets are off in Florida, man. I think I think Florida just laughs at your at your attempts at preservation stuff. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> I th- I think smoking it would be a good idea Smoke, because if you right. s- once you cook the meat, yeah. it'll definitely last longer than if it's just raw and sitting yeah. out. So you're definitely gonna want to cook it. Smoking, it's definitely a good option, which I've got a big smoker, so definitely I'm still on the uh, list of people you want to have around. But you're definitely, after that, you're probably right, want to salt it because you're going to have to leave it out in the open because I think burying it in the dirt, even if you put leaves and stuff around it, the bugs are going to get to it. Now you've got to worry about what's in the dirt and the soil because – what if an infected died near there and now that infected stuff has it's gotten a, into the it's a former phosphate mine so it's probably got some some weird kind of irradiation or that's something that's what's yeah. going to cause a zombie apocalypse it, like. it's the phosphate mines that's good to know it's going it's, it's going it's going to involve a train that's all i that's all i know it's going to involve a, a train and uh it, like a random old person yeah uh, there's been stories of survival in the past like the plane crash in, yeah uh, what is that uh costa not costa rica what was it the plane crash with the with the football guys that got left out in the middle of nowhere and, uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. but I, th- I thought they were up in the mountains or maybe i'm mountains. thinking of so something different soccer, it's a yeah. soccer team, soccer team. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah soccer team up in the mountains yeah some yeah. eating going on yeah. So. yeah yeah there you go you yeah. know they they had to eat off the dead to survive but uh they're up in the mountains snow nothing to eat nothing to uh keep them alive what do you do in a situation like that so if you're not prepared again against you know the the elements yeah and uh 
man, this podcast got really dark. Somebody yeah, call, somebody yeah, call it's knock, like, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's like now we're like, all right, cannibalism, right? Here. Yeah, like which one? Are you? And see, that's the other thing too, which they've never like said in Walking Dead that didn't make sense to me because they've ran across a couple times cannibals in The Walking Dead, and I'm like, well, I guess if you cut the meat off while they were still alive and cooked it, you would be okay, but. Once they're dead, now they're infected, and if you eat that meat, wouldn't that affect you? Like, remember the the one guy they cut off his leg was eating him, and he's like, wow. spoiled meat, you know, because he had been bit and was like going off on him. So it's like, you know, how? Yeah. And well, in The Walking Dead, supposedly everybody's already infected, right. so you're yeah. already you already have it, and it's gonna affect you when you die. You'll come back and you turn. So maybe one day we'll find out what that's all about. No. But um. There's also other series like uh, iZombie, and then you got um, uh, Z Nation. Yeah, they made a reference to that in Z Nation as well, where they were hanging up the people in the in the. They had like a little barracks, and they were hanging people. Yeah, and they had this little system where they were bringing people in and then capturing them, and then yeah. they cut their their limbs off and start eating their limbs. Oh wow! And that's their fo- their food source. But they kept these people alive in, in, in hangers, hanging in bandages and stuff. Oh, just wow. Like, just like kind of, you know, wiggling around. But they, they made sure that they didn't die because if they died, they couldn't eat the meat because right. they would get infected or whatever. So I guess in Z Nation, it hasn't been said yet, but yeah. I don't think it's the same concept as The Walking Dead where um, everybody's already infected. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. Well, guys, it's definitely been an interesting talk and interesting conversation. I hope you guys at home have enjoyed this episode. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast. Uh, You can just put happy hour podcast at the the top in the search bar and find us happy hour with Johnny Deuce. You can send us uh, any questions you have to our email, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And don't forget to hit us up at hhpodcastshow. And when you're talking about us on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there's three hashtags you want to put in. Hashtag hhpodcastshow. I don't remember what got my thing. Hashtag hhpodcastshow. Hashtag happy hour and hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. Later.